I plan on being a PJ. I'm going to ask Natalie quickly to explain while you're all here how it works. We don't have the ability, it's not a, we don't have a laptop type of arrangement here. We just can show you. She'll explain the rest of what's going on. <laughs> Nat? It is June 7th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Rob. You can find Rob all across the internet. Check the All My Links. It has all of his socials. And without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, and culture's hero, the one and only Rob Smith. Hello, Stu. Hello, America. Still, you see that pier behind me? I do. That's the Malibu pier. And uh, I was on there. Um, we've got film of this. Um, I think it was last year. And um, I pretended like I was peeing off of it. And uh, this cop came up to me. And uh, we filmed it all. Are you the guy that was peeing on the pier? Uh, yeah, maybe. But I had to go. But he was a pretty good sport about it. Stu, what else is going on today? Laura Loomer confronted James Comey, who has written a book, a crime novel. And this was in Naperville, Illinois, outside of Chicago. And um, she started to raise her voice at him and ask him some questions questions about how can he write a crime novel when he's a criminal himself. They're all good lawyers are great storytellers. Trial lawyers, certainly. Yeah. You may not want a tax lawyer. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It's really fitting. It takes a criminal to be able to write a crime novel. And you know, John Durham recently said, you talk about being criticized. I'm not afraid to criticize you. You know, you recently, John Durham, his report came out and found that the FBI under your watch, the FBI under your watch acted inappropriately and contrary to fidelity to the law. So I think, I think that your next crime novel should be about a criminal and incompetent FBI director who fed false information to the federal government and the press to stage a coup against a sitting United States president. That's what I think. That's what I think. You remember how he cried, you know, about how how uh, Trump was mean to him. Well, he walked off the stage. The big six foot eight man had his feelings hurt. God, what a loser that guy is. And his daughter <laughs> was the one in charge of the Epstein uh, case. Right. He just magically lost all that evidence. I mean, it's just a corrupt family. When he was a lawyer in Richmond, uh, your uncle, my brother Walter, had a case ag ag against him. And we, when he got up to make his pitch to the jury, he started talking about, I had a conversation with my wife today. And he practically started crying in front of the jury. Anyway, he lost the case because the jury said, what a pussy you are. You're a pussy. 
It's okay to be a pussy as long as me telling you right now that you're a pussy makes you want to stop being a pussy because being a pussy is not good. Lots and lots and lots of people are pussies. You may have noticed this over the past nine months. That's called the pussy rule, Stu. Okay. It happens a lot. The pussy rule is when you have an androgynous lawyer in front of a jury and um, the jury says, I don't care what the uh, his client did. I'm ruling against him because his lawyer's a pussy. Another James Comey type person is Adam Schiff. Anna Paulina Luna, the congressman, was on Steve Bannon today. And she said that uh, today, actually, that the House plans to punish Adam Schiff for spreading the Russian collusion hoax. And they're going to fine him and censure him. 30 seconds, shifty shift. So to my knowledge, tomorrow we will be taking the vote to censure him and potentially fine him. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. And that has the, and that tomorrow night, and that has the, that backing of leadership. Yes, we're working on the bill right now. They're giving us lots of things now. <laughs> uh, great work. Thank you. Fantastic. And you're having a huge impact, I can tell you. Just the buzz around town, so fight on. Thank At you. At first they thought, oh, no, what's this shifty shift? The shifty shift thing tomorrow is going to be historic. Yeah, I mean, he's going to go down as a liar, as he should. I don't know why they don't kick him out of Congress. They do have the right to do that. Congress has done that before. But this guy helped spread a, cons a conspiracy that's one of the most damaging uh, scandals in American history. Maria, I have a privileged resolution that I'm bringing to the floor, and we are going to find that man $16 million for using his position to lie to the American people and ultimately push something that not only destroyed our country, ripped us apart, but also, too, is responsible for almost, I believe, maybe even potentially permanently damaging foreign relations. He's a criminal. What he did was wrong. And Adam Schiff, you will be held accountable. Wow. Well, look, we watched it and lived it all while he was going out there as the chairman of the Intelligence Committee telling us that there was collusion in plain sight. He had to know better. He was the chairman of the committee. Absolutely. He said that he saw the, and I quote, smoking gun, and yet he was privileged to information that not even I or many of my colleagues would be able to see. He used that position. He he absolutely aided and abetted a corrupt FBI into investigating a, a sitting president. Yep. And I would even say, Maria, you know, some people would say that in doing what he did, not only did he bring dishonor to the House of Representatives, but he really destroyed, I think, the sense of camaraderie that we had in this country in pushing an egregious lie that cost the American taxpayers over $32 million. It did rip the country apart. That's true. Speaking of scandals outrageous scandals they had some sort of lgbtq plus rx 49 events in redding pennsylvania it's called a pride event okay so they had all the pride folks on one side of the street another man by himself he might have been 100 feet away or something on the other street corner um was there to read the bible he opened up the Bible to Corinthians 14.33, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. However, before he could even finish the statement, the police sergeant, Bradley McClure, came up to him and arrested him. Some more men just showed up to support us. This cop's going to give him a hard time. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. 
to say you care. I don't. Okay. Let them have their This is public property. Okay, within respect. Oh, I'm respecting them. Let them have their event. You know who's cheering for is the people that are in hell. So you do you, and I'm going to do me. This is public property. You. God is not. That's it. Getting this on film. Can I give him my bag while I stuff him? Yo, I'm gonna need you to go to 128 North. Dude, and they're clapping, brothers, man. I cannot God believe I'm watching this. God bless you, brother. Uh, and the criminal complaint says, charged him with the intent to cause substantial public inconvenience, annoyance, or alarm, or recklessly creating a risk thereof. He engages in fighting or threatening or in violent or tumultuous behavior. Also says, despite being warned by police just moments prior, yelled derogatory comments at an organization that was holding a permanent event. This guy's name is Damon Adams. And he said, wow, now in this country, God is a derogatory term. That is the Stasi of the left, Stu. My big complaint about you know, when the Supreme Court was meeting to de decide on Katanji Brown Jackson and, you know, she was being interviewed by the Senate. You know, one of the things that had come up was that Jackson had a very firm stance on what counter protesters could do. And so this was in, in Jackson's own words. It was if you had pro-life people outside of an abortion clinic, the pro-life people would have to be a certain amount away from it. So they it not only could they not be on the sidewalk, which is, you know, public, a public area, they would have to be like 300 feet away. So like you couldn't even see them. You know, after the few years we've had, I've seen protesters in areas that, you know, like in the middle of the street blocking traffic. That's OK. It's OK if you're on the left. You can burn a bus. You can tear a statue down protesting. Uh, but a man can't stand uh, uh, 100 feet away and read the Bible. You, you have to have buffer zones for your friends. Yeah. And it's just like that poor woman in England who was praying silently yeah. outside. <laughs> I mean, what the hell, man? I'm still trying to get my mind around the fact that I've been arrested for silent thoughts going on in the privacy of my own head. My faith is a central part of who I am. So sometimes I'd stand or walk near an abortion facility and pray about this issue. Police asked me what I was doing one afternoon near the abortion centre. I was clearly just standing there, motionless. I was completely silent. I let the police officers know that I might be praying inside my own head. That's all I was doing, thinking, lifting up my thoughts to God in silent prayer. This was enough for them to arrest me and take me to the station. Before doing this, they searched me on the pavement, even searching through my hair and confiscating the tissues from my pockets. When I was taken down to the police station, 
I was then grilled about what I was thinking. Later, they let me know that I've now been charged on four counts because of the thoughts I've been thinking and where I was thinking them. You don't have to be pro-life to see that this is wrong. Freedom of thought, conscience and belief are the most fundamental rights and are an essential part of our human identity. My name's Isabel. I'm a friend to some, a sister to others, a charity worker, a Christian. I'm not a criminal, but I've been censored. It is a two-tier system of justice. Speaking of a two-tier system of justice, there's new video out today, six videos of January 6th. And I don't know how these came to life, but it clearly shows that you cannot get in there unless somebody opens the doors from the inside. These doors are electronically open, and then they had video of the Capitol Police moving the barricades, um, opening up these locked doors, and waving the protesters in. This is something that wasn't on Tucker Carlson. It's just... <laughs> and walking them through the building. Finally, Stu... This is the elitism of the left. There's a lady, I wouldn't call her a lady, Stu. I would call her a bitch, named Kathy Baker. She writes for the Daily Beast. And the other day, um, Ron DeSantis, who has a smoking hot wife, was wearing a black leather jacket. And it said, uh, where woke goes to die on the back. Um and it had a picture of florida okay she's on a campaign well this lady skewers her uh, for wearing a ghastly black leather jacket and um she calls casey desantis the walmart melania Ugh. you know walmart's a pretty good store Stu. a lot of people go in there to buy stuff but if you're making a bunch of money working on Madison Avenue and Rockefeller, Rockefeller Center, you look down on people like that. She ridicules Casey because apparently you can buy this jacket, she says. I don't know whether it's true for $24.99. But the Walmart Melania, that tells you everything you need to know about the press and how they look down on those who uh, are not Upper East Side vacuous liberals. Right on. I just have two quick stories for you today. So the first story, and this came out of the blue. So you have the PGA and the rival golf organization that had ties to Trump and the Saudis. They've actually merged together and... This was all revealed today when all the PGA golfers got a letter notifying them that this was happening. And so this is a huge win for the Saudis, Trump, and all the kind of rival uh, rebel players who decided to join the LIV instead of staying with the PGA. So pretty wild that this happened. It is. I'm going to have to read up. I just saw the news flash right before we went on air. And then my second story... It's kind of superficial, but I think it's it's been very wild to follow. And you covered it in This Week in Woke a few weeks back about Taylor Swift and 
this politically incorrect boyfriend that she had, Maddie Healy, who was a front man of a rock group called the 1975. So they apparently have broken up or it's being kind of massage that they were never really dating and that oh um, i'm so sorry for taylor <laughs> yeah and that you know what and this is what the daily mail is reporting that taylor swift was sowing her oats after a stifling romance with joe alwyn and so Does she have a penis <laughs> it certainly seems to imply that with the notion of sowing her oats <laughs> why don't you tell our audience Stu, what the uh, the root um, of that idiomatic expression is. Sure. So, you know, it's understood that sowing her oats means, you know, being promiscuous. But oats itself is actually the British term for sperm. So uh, I guess uh, we have some new things to learn about Taylor. You got a little sperm in her somehow, Stu. Yeah. But you have to have a vehicle for the sperm to... Stu, I think she has a penis. She might. Very, very well might. Yeah. You know, Taylor is a fairly uh, male, female it's a, name. Yeah, it's a boy's name. And, and I think the reason all those songs she had was she broke up with those guys. They Those guys were probably getting to second base and they reached their hand down and went, oh my God. <laughs> and then they broke up with her. It's, it's the only thing I can think about. It's like the crying game. That's all I had for you today. All right, Stu. All right, I'll catch you later. That's problematic!